This is Tippy and Friends Cast. What? Just kidding. It is Indie Movie Cast. The Indie Movie Cast. The only podcast um, made by indie filmmakers for indie filmmakers. There you go. Something like that. Anyway, we're back. We we forgot our own slogan. (laughs) It's been a while. Who listens to this show anyway? Don't listen. We have a friend in Chicago. Hi, Elias. <laughs> hey there, buddy. Oh, this is this is gonna go on the internet. <laughs> What's the internet? Anyway, back to square one. This is Indie Movie Cast. We're back. I'm Alex. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Alex? Good. So, so Matt, um, he's a first-time host, but um, he's a long-time friend. He's a movie guy. He, um, you, we work in locations department in film and TV, like I do. Yes, I'm. I'm almost like your your protege. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> protege. Not yeah. bad. Look at you. I, I'm getting protege. Alex. Alex is like the Spielberg of locations, proteges <laughs> and everything. He's, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure all my colleagues would agree with that too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Good it's to have an you. It's an honor Matt. to be here. Thanks uh, for having me. Good, good. And Jay, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We have, we, it's a we're beautiful outside. We're recording outside for the first time. First so time. If you hear little birdies chirping or... Or ch- planes going by. Or chipmunks mating, <laughs> then you know why. We'll snap some pics for y'all and <laughs> send them. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful day in Albuquerque, as you said, and we're outside, we're recording. We are, um, and we're recording on something new here. This is a new process for us. Yeah, so let me explain. So basically, we, we, if, if you're new to the show, we've been doing this for a while. I mean, we, we, it seems like once every six months lately, but um, we've had a long history of shabby bad audio bad audio recording and i I can't apologize more for that but there (laughs) but you know something that you know sparked me to improve it was um a comment on itunes and i've said before what did that comment if you make a comment on itunes um or on our podcast we'll read it on the air yeah so anyway this is back from april 6 2012 wow which is my birthday when i turned Something. So you so just got ago. you just got knocked off that pedestal on your birthday. <laughs> no, 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 no. Feeling all good. No, it's actually a very good comment. This is a comment from Super Clerk, and it says, "Really good with some technical issues." Four stars. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to find a podcast made by do-it-yourself filmmakers, and this is the one the best I've found. Oh, I really dig hearing their stories about how how they make their flicks and their thoughts on the latest in filmmaking tech and techniques. I usually just listen to the first segment, which is all about their own filmmaking experiences, then and then move on to the next episode. It's not ah. that I don't care what they think about the latest flicks hitting the theaters. I'm just more interested in the indie filmmaking. Ah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So All right. He, he cares. He just doesn't, totally. he, he just doesn't want to hear it. Sometimes <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it is the worst segment of the show. I do. I do <laughs> the the second two segments where we, we do the, the, the last one. Just where we talk about news and then we talk about like uh, well, uh, reviews. Well, I would think the news part's a little more interesting, but no yeah. one really cares what we think about movies. No, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> think how I think. Anyway, the, and he continues. The only issue I had with the show is that it seemed like they didn't have enough mics to go around. There you go. One or two of the guys would sound clear while everyone else mm. seemed to be across the room with no mic. That's I mean, true. We are we're definitely sin files, but we are not audiophiles. Um, this made it difficult to hear what the other were saying most of the time, and there was even one episode I skipped altogether due to this. Ugh, <laughs> Along nasty. those same lines, 
I would have to turn up the volume to hear one of the other guests, and then one of the hosts would yell into his mic, causing my ears <laughs> to ring from sudden volume change. Yeah. It's unfortunate wow. that the show doesn't, doesn't seem to be continuing as it quickly became one of my favorites, despite the audio issues that they never seem to notice. Okay, well, well he's going to have a little bit of really a surprise. Bad. No, it was, it, was really, it was really bad. It's been well, bad. Well, I mean... I mean, the reason I started this podcast in the first place 100 years ago was because um, Apple came out with something that made, like some program in GarageBand. Anyway, it made it seem really easy. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was iChat. Yeah. iChat had this thing where you That's could talk. Right. We where started you could, with iChat. Yeah, where you could do like a where you could do like a chat, and they would record you, and you could just directly put into a podcast. And yeah, I was so like, oh, how easy! We'll yeah. just make a podcast. And we bought those head devices with the USB ports. Yeah, so, and so we were in our different locations, like Alex was at his house and then Dominic and I were at our house but we had to be in separate rooms and the thing never worked. Yeah, so it never worked. So well, it never worked right and you know, we heard yeah. delays and you know, and so then and I you know, I wasn't making much money at the time and at then I bought a little mixer and my friend Brian had some other device. Zoom, right? You bought a Zoom. Oh, I, I tried the Zoom that thing, didn't really and that didn't out. really work either. Well, it didn't work for the podcast. That right. works great on movie sets and stuff. But yeah, then I bought a little mixer, a cheap one, like I don't oh, know, that's right, it was, you know, yeah. a real small one, and you know, and then could, yeah. you know, and then two of the microphones worked good, and one of them sounded terrible, and we often shared mics, and yeah. you know, I, I didn't know what to do about. And so then, um, so then after our last show, um, you know, I, I noticed this comment, and the last yeah. show we brought in Brooks, and I tried to like you know, put someone who knows what they're doing on there and it still sounded like crap. And so, <laughs> and so I, and you had to edit everything. You had to edit all the channels separately. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I had to sync them together. Well, that's what I had to do on the podcast or the yeah. iChat thing. And then, and then for the other thing I had to remove background noise, which, yeah. which affected the audio. Yeah. So, you know, I went all out guys. I bought a nice mixer finally after, it's after, so after a couple of years of doing this. Yeah. yeah. For what we're it's, doing, it's not bad. Yeah, I bought a Behringer Xenix 1204 USB mixer, if that means anything to you. But it's basically one I found online that can have up to four mic inputs and all this stuff, just the stuff I wanted. And um, this is our first show on it, obviously. Yeah. We're recording and outside it, it, for some reason, yeah. but <laughs> I still think it's going to be the best audio Probably. quality that we'll ever have. It's and, a beautiful and, and day. It, it did take Alex and I about two and a half, three hours to figure out <laughs> how to work this thing <laughs> well, and hit the Radio Shack and hit the, the well, I thought, yeah, guitar center. Our, our, my old mics weren't working, and so I went and bought new mics, and then we realized we just had a button to push yeah. and on the Behringer. And but so, hey, here we are. Yeah, so here we are. And um, we're, Again, we're not audio people. <laughs> we're just all-around idiots. Yeah. I wish I wish I'm the not. audience could see this thing because it is it is quite the setup. I just well the audience it. can see this thing because if you're listening to the Enhanced podcast, I'll be sure to put a picture of it on All there. Right. Yeah, um, incentive. Or you can follow Jay's <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> but anyway, um, Dominic's not here today. We miss you, Dominic. He's over. He's working the weekends. Yeah, usually he's, he's, he, on, he's he on a does show. Does all our technical stuff. Yeah, so he would have probably figured it out before we did. But Long before. But what is Dominic working on right now? He's working yeah. on a movie called The Guest. The like Guest. a horror movie, and they're shooting weekends, so, yeah. we never, so he's not around. Yeah, but um, yeah, let, let, let's talk about where we've been. Um, I, I've been, like I said in the past show, I've been working a lot, so you know, I, I continue to work a lot, <laughs> but um, I'm working on an NBC show now. Breaking Bad's all done, so you know that's about to air this weekend. You know what happens too. Good I, God, I know everything. He knows everything through <laughs> everything. like the last last episode. Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> yeah. 
Jay, you're working at Reels Channel still. I sure am. I'm working on a brand new reality show, an original series that Reels Channel is doing called Fan Addicts. Mm -hmm. and it's Matt, great. And Matt, you're about to start on a Michael Douglas movie in locations. Yes. Okay, and just while we're at it, while we're in the mailbag, one more comment on iTunes. Glad to see you're back. This was from January 16th when we were so back. So we weren't really technically back. We well, just we were back, and one. now we're back again. We're so. back again. So these come in six-month increments. And he also gave us four stars. What do we, right. we got to do? Get five Man, stars from these people. Five stars. Wow. <laughs> okay. Just recently downloaded the podcast with the 2011 episodes, but then I saw a new one pop up on my nice. iTunes. Love just the normal egoless talk about your filmmaking. Man, we're <laughs> egoless? Like, that's the second person who called us Since egoless? When? Second person. I, was, uh, I just read this one to you earlier. Oh, this the is the first person one. to not say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, hope to hear more before 2014. Well, here you go, buddy. JKLMR123. Ah. Uh, is we're that here. what his name is? Yeah, on iTunes. Or her, possibly her. Or it. It. Or them. It's true. But let's What's talk. Going on? Well, you know, people like to hear us talk about indie movie making. So let's talk about that. Let's shit. talk about indie movie making. All right, let's 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 ruin the game. All right, okay, well, Jay, you just made a movie, right? Is that what we're starting with, or well, what are we starting with? Well, that's cool. Um, Matt wants to start that way. Oh, I'm sorry. It's you I'm, hosting I'm the new, show I'm, now? I'm new to this. Go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. So Jay, you made a movie right lately. Right? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's five minutes of your time. <laughs> um, Jay. Yeah. Um, so you did. You made. You, you, partici done you participated things. in the forty-eight hours. So oh, do we want to talk about it? Or do let's we get. Let's talk get. Let's get it out. Forty. Okay. Okay, guys. The forty-eight hour film festival just happened. And if you're a listener to the show, you know we we participate. Talk about it all the time. And we participate every year. And we always make a movie. We always think it's great, and then we always lose. And it's always. And it's always like no this exception this year. Well, it. Well, it's it, this year is an exception, I think, to that rule. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's. I don't want to dwell too much on this um, because it's kind of a long story. Yeah, it is. But and and it's interesting. But it's I don't know if it's really appropriate to do it without Dominic here. Yeah. But um, because it was all kind of his master it, it, plan to ruin yeah. me. <laughs> to ruin you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you. He was uh, one one afternoon. He was on the crapper. And then he rushes out, his pants down to his ankles, and he's like, I, I have an idea. I'm like, well, can on you... On how to screw Alex? Yeah, on, I got an idea on how to screw Alex for the 48. What if we get... Basically, the idea was we set up several different teams, three to four, and then we shoot those as separate teams, but it's all one movie that interconnects together using the same actors and et cetera. So basically, instead of making one movie, we made four with a story that interconnects. Right, so um, I like think four it's... four rooms. And so I, I ended up having not very much involvement in this, so I think it's only... But he but acted. I, but I think it's he only fair that we tell them. the story in my perspective. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this, so this, this goes back... Oh, this is going to be... So this is going to be good. You know, Dominic thinks he had this idea, but this actually goes back further than that. Um, let's go back to 2012. Okay. Um, with that tragic 48, where Jay, you and I, um, and, and what was left of Ultimatum, or what they became. The scraps. We made a movie called The Harbinger. The Harbanger. Yeah, and Dominic made his own movie called it Retina. Did. Retina, yeah, and Harbinger and did not win Best Cinematography. It looked really good, though. It looked good. Okay. It, was, it, was, okay, okay, it okay. was up there. Anyway, it was... It was Alex digresses. It was, it, was, it was a decent movie. Um, basically... I don't think we podcasted them because I was just not in, in, into it. But basically, the same thing happened that always happens. Basically, right. we lost. I was completely depressed. But um, it wasn't the best of. And, and we were in Lawrence, Kansas the last year when we got the news of Yeah, we were out of town, and, and 
and the same people who always won won stuff, you know? Right. Same, same yeah. old, same old. You know, so I sunk into so a Some of those pole. people we love. They're and then, good, um, good friends. And then Hannah had the idea first. Because this did? is what she did. She went on Facebook and, and she made a post and tagged me and you and some other people. And she goes, next year, I think we should have a trifecta, ultimatum, heat stroke, oh, wind delay right. yeah. combo team. Oh. And, and I think I wrote a comment on there, yeah. something to the effect of, I'd rather die, but thanks a lot. <laughs> and then I quit and then Facebook. Quit Facebook. And then I quit Facebook like a few moments later. Because, Forever. Well, for like six months. Because I was just like not in the mood to hear that. Like I've always wanted to win the 48. I've always, I mean, you guys know this. I've always wanted to win something in it. You know, every year of what I lose, it just makes me crazier and, and wants to do it. So... Anyway, fast forward like six months, and Dominic like consults with everybody secretly, and then sends out an Not email. Secretly, we brought this to you, and you said no. I know. See, see, so everything has turned around on me. But basically, you said no. Basically, you did, did say no, Alex. But what I said no to was basically Dominic put out this email saying that he that he has this idea to do four movies um, that combine as one. But in his email, he said something like. It would be the same crew and the same cast, and four of us would make it one after another. It wasn't completely developed at the and time. And I wrote back, well, Dominic, that would never work because the last team, and he's like, are you guys in? You know, and I said, that would never work because the last team wouldn't have a fair chance as the first team does. You know, who That was the initially, yeah, it wasn't developed yet. Yeah, and, and I said, you would have to have four separate teams, basically. You know, and I said, at this point, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not really into it, you know? Right. And, you know, and, and anyway, so then one time we're, like, we're like hanging out, and you guys are like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing that thing. We're doing it. And I was like, oh, you are? And he's like, and I was like, well, who's making them? And they're like, oh, well, it's Jay, um, Dominic, Joey, and Chad Brummett. You Chad know? Brummett. So ch I guess Chad took my place as number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me just be clear. So, so the idea is to make four separate 48-hour movies. And, and, and the rules of the 48, as you should know, is you make a movie in two days. You have to they give you a topic. You have to write, uh, shoot it and edit it in two days and turn it in. And it's a big competition. There's and elements it, that you have to use. And in, in, Albuquerque, and in Albuquerque, it's been like um, a very cliquish um, <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we, there's these teams that we've been in competition for years. Yeah. And ultimately, and everybody's pretty nice to each other. We're all friends. We all love yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. And we've all made out with one another. I mean, it's there's pretty no incestuous, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's incestuous. I mean, it's been, it's been in and out with relationships and all that stuff. <laughs> and, um, and we all use it the same. It gets deep. We all use <laughs> the same actors. We've collaborated with, with each other before. We've right. helped each other out. But on the 48, it's usually like gloves on. Let's, yeah, gloves yeah. on. Who's, who, Everyone who, from them, every man for themselves. And, and it gets blown. Uh, an ultimatum always comes out on bottom. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> That's true. Too. I mean, we've had years. Where, we've had years where everyone's like, "Oh, this is yours. It's yours. It's in the bag." You know, Stump is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and it doesn't and get one nope. thing, not one word. <laughs> oh, anyway. Larry Americano, great movie. Yeah. yeah anyway, <laughs> well, I got best music. That's our one award ever. Uh, so, right. I mean, so literally, I mean, I've been, I've participated in six forty-hour. We've done it since 2007. Yeah, 2000, since 2007, and I have never gotten one award. So, Dominic, so anyways, so fast forward. We have, well, not the 48, for the National Film Challenge, won Best Audience Award for Super Tomicamis, but that's well, and but, not the same. But, in that, is but, we were up, but I also remember we were saying we were snubbed by the judges because they didn't give us anything for Super Tomicamis. True that. So True that. Judges, so judges have thanks never Thanks to liked you, us. though, to, to all those who voted. <laughs> who are these in judges? In 2008. Yeah, are they the who same are? every year? Oh, I know mm -hmm. who they are this year. Well, one of them. 
Well, so anyway, the judges, uh, you know. Can you buy them off or, you know? We don't know. I, I don't know why the same people will win and we always yeah. lose. I don't know, but um, we <laughs> did judges it. But it's, it's a judges in the filmmaking community who don't know anything about filmmaking, to be honest with you. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, they switch them out and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, but, you know, and I would say that with the NFC, except, you know, it's like, oh, maybe the NFC hates Albuquerque, but then other Albuquerque people win and we never do. So it's just, I, I blame myself. I'm just, I'm just completely... Um, off what the mainstream likes. You're kind of a horrible filmmaker. I'm kind of just a disgrace. <laughs> you know, and Dominic can do this, and so that's why he plotted against me. So, Plot. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, so basically Dominic and Jay tell me that this is all in the works. And I'm like, oh, okay. And Dominic's like, and, and oh, in the original email I, I say, I'm not really, um, I'm not really into this idea, but if you want me to act in it, sure. You know, because I'm, into, I'm into acting now. <laughs> and so, and so basically, Dominic's like, "Oh yeah, we're making this, and and we're and it's, we're getting four different teams, like you said. This was this was this, this was off your right. This was off your suggestion." I was like, "Okay, thanks." You know, and he was <laughs> like, and he goes, um, and he and he said, "So we we have basically four separate teams now. We're we're each directing one, and, and you should act in it." And I was like, "You want me to act in it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "You want me to act in all four? And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, well, it depends on what they write. And I said, well, who writes? And he's like, Scotty and Hannah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So Scotty and Hannah are the two people who always win everything. Yeah. You know, they're, they're Scotty's been on the show, by the way. And so, so is Hannah. And so is Hannah. Yeah, and they're friends of the show. They're friends of mine. Blah, blah, blah. I love they're them to nice death. People. Yeah, they're nice people. I wish them well. <laughs> I hope they become rich and famous. But, bah. I mean, you've got Scotty and Hannah. You guys didn't even ask me. I mean. We did, and you said no. Yeah, yeah. you didn't ask me to write them, obviously. You know, so so I immediately think, Okay, you just I'll be in, I'll be in all four movies, and I and my head's just automatically co-conspiring or, or anti-conspiring, and I think I'm going to make my own team. I'm like, this okay. would have been a great this the story you're about to tell would have been awesome. Yeah, well, basically yeah. it was it was my it was my whole plan. I was like, okay, wait, you know, basically they just want me to act, so potentially I can make a whole other team without any of these jerks who don't like me, and I could um, <laughs> and I could um, basically um, do it secretly. And have the and I could write and produce a movie, go act in theirs, and then maybe I could even have a cameo in mine, and I could be in five forty-eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what was that that comment earlier about egoless? Oh yeah, <laughs> anyway. totally egoless here. You know, just yeah. I mean, I wanted to I wanted to surprise everybody, but um, I blew it. Um, basically, I was working on a, I, I was location managing a movie. You were for late my in signing up. Yeah, and and for some reason, I mean, basically, I was I I I, I went to go sign up like t two or three weeks ahead of time, and it was too late. And yeah. this was, uh, for some reason in Albuquerque, the 48 has gotten huge. Yeah, it's enormous. There was like 55 teams when they cut it off, and she had yeah, like 10 or she had like 10 or 20 on the standby list, yeah. you know. And and I've always signed up like a few weeks before, you know, because like because it's always like a debate whether we're going to do it or not. And then we find right. okay, I'll sign up, you know, or something like that. And so I couldn't believe it. So I blew it, and, you know. And I, and I even, yeah, I even contacted the 48 people, and I was like, "Come on, I've been, I've been doing this for years. Can't you let me slide back?" And they're like, "Oh no, we have so many entries. It's just crazy." So there are rules, young man. Yeah. So I didn't get to do it. Gotta abide. And then, <laughs> and then, um, basically, Dom and Jay, and basically everyone else in town made this um, conglomerate of four movies, and. I was reduced down to from four movies to one movie. You were in two movies, Alex. Three lines. You were in two movies. I was in the background and of one And your movie. your character was kind of essential because not only does your d character discover something, 
he also discovers another something at the end. So well, I, I still haven't you have seen two this big, movie. Really big. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. I wouldn't know. You have two really big moments in there. Yeah, I guess I'll have to take your word for it. Two really big moments. <laughs> Did you edit him out? Is that why he hasn't no, seen it yet? No, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has two huge moments in that movie. Yeah, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm only in Dominic's movie, and I'm like, oh, this You're is... You're in two. You're also I'm in... I'm like, this is just a plot. Dominic he's is just trying movies. to get me out of this, too, and... G- give me a break. You're in two fucking movies. <laughs> actually, actually, actually. Dominic... Um, I think did I mean, like I said, I haven't seen the film, but on set I think Dominic was did a pretty good job, and I think he. I mean, I, I'm a new actor, and um, I, th- you know, I, I think we worked together. You bonded. Yeah. You had well, a good creative relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good friends. <laughs> anyway, we'll make sure Dominic's on. Anyway, the, show. the movie is c- called The Neighborhood, Part mm-hmm. One, Two, Three, and Four. Mm-hmm. We'll get those online someday. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can get those online someday. And long story short, the um, the whole group decided not to credit themselves because right. because basically they were so sick of winning awards that they didn't even want to be accused of just winning everything. Yeah, we only credited the actors. Yeah, so, you know. And a special thanks to whoever. You know, they were like, oh, you know, I, I have no room on my wall for any more awards. So I don't even think we want to credit I ourselves. I liked Matt Page, uh, Matt Page, who does Enter the Dojo. He does the 48 hour every year, and he's always winning awards. And this year, he took a really sexy photo of his awards table, which was like blank this year. Sorry, Matt Page, if you're listening to this, we love you. At least Matt Page lost. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) So anyway, the forty-eight was an interesting story. I think I think we'll continue. We'll we'll, when Dominic's here, we'll maybe have a segment where you guys can go into details about the shoot. Um, But Matt, since you're here, I want to talk about your movie for a second. Last year, we talked about being in Lawrence, Kansas last year during the forty-eight. So exactly a year ago, we shot your movie in Kansas, and it's called Open Mic Night. It is. That you wrote and directed. And, uh, yeah, Jay was uh, a camera operator. I was Alex, camera A. Camera mm-hmm. A. And Alex uh, was played one of the parts in the in the story. He, yeah, he played a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a cameo in it. Pro- probably a slightly bigger role than in the neighborhood part one. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> Not even, dog. Not even. Yeah, Alex actually, he plays a comedian, and he, he came up with his own uh, comedy bit that uh, he he performed on stage. and. Yeah, it was a nerve-wracking experience. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a real com- stand-up comedian, and I was just trying to pretend I was. And I did a, I wrote a whole routine, and you instructed everyone on set to not laugh for sound purposes. And and I think it kind of uh, made you a little more nervous, probably. Yeah, and I was really nervous, and I tore through it, and then we wouldn't do any more takes, and I was really sad. But I, but it looks great. I mean, it but was when fine. you watch yeah. it in retrospect, anyway, it, it really works. It's anyway, the movie's funny. done, and it's great, and it's it's a, it's a movie about um it, a movie about and starring your friends in Kansas, or based on and starring your friends in Kansas who are um well in Lawrence, Kansas. There's a huge um. Um, like music and art scene and yeah, like here in Albuquerque there's a big indie movie scene movies movies but out there in Lawrence it's music music yeah music. it's like local exactly, music like yeah. everybody's in a band everyone plays guitar and everyone does open mic nights and well not everyone does open mic nights but yes there's a lot of that going on and there's there's a lot of songwriters there's a lot of uh, different kinds of music and we kind of which is fantastic because yeah. we got to hear a lot of the people new people and people you had in the movie and they're all good so 
Anyway, it's a great short, but it's a short. So the question is, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Because how do you make that, money? Off I mean, this? I, I mean, in our podcast, I mean, that's usually the question. It, not make money, but how do you get this thing seen? How do you get yourself noticed with a short? Do you have a plan? So we we've had two screenings of the movie so far. One in Lawrence, Kansas, and one in Albuquerque. Both both screenings went well, actually really well. Um, and basically after that, I I put it in about Oh, well, there's this thing called, I don't know if very many people know this, but there's a website called Without a Box. And mm -hmm. it's basically set up for people to um, put their movies into all the different film festivals yeah. all around the country. Which is the most counterintuitive website ever. They haven't changed it in 10 years. They can update that thing and make yeah, it a little a bit more user-friendly. It's a little old-fashioned. Um, but it's, you know, it's... It's actually very helpful. You know, it keeps you. You can actually upload your movie to the Without a Box website, so that you don't have to send countless amounts of DVDs all over the country and possibly have one of them not work. Or you know, there's all sorts of things that make it easier. So I put the movie into or submitted it to about uh, maybe 20 different festivals, and I'm just starting to hear back. Um, you know, there, there's deadlines kind of for all these festivals, and I just started hearing back from some of them, um, and we actually got into one in Brooklyn. Um, Congrats. Thank you. We should you. all that's make awesome. a trip to Brooklyn just to watch No, that's that. awesome. When, when, when is it playing in Brooklyn? Or uh, what fest is it? Um, it's, you know, it's one of these fest. It, I think it's going to be called the Williamsburg Film Festival. Awesome. Um, yeah. But at one point, I think it was going to be called the hipster film festival but the guy <laughs> oh your movie would be perfect for exactly that. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of my movie does feature hipsters um <laughs> but i think it's gonna be called the williamsburg way. film festival yeah. it's gonna be probably the third week of november well williamsburg um, and hipsters so anybody are synonymous. in new exactly. york in november that third week check that out that sounds awesome yeah one so. of the greatest things about like actually submitting your movie to like places out of state or wherever is like having that excuse to go to those places if yeah you yeah. should try to if go if you can make it happen oh i'm, I'm totally gonna go um my sister julie lives in brooklyn so i'm definitely gonna go and you guys should come too if you can um it'll be a lot of fun i'm sure yeah taking your movies to film fest is is, is a lot of fun it, but yeah, and, and you meet like-minded people. and and Well, that's the thing. Um, that's what I discovered. When we were in the L.A. Shorts Fest, I yeah. discovered that the only audience at these things are, are, other. are other filmmakers who have films in it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, you meet like-minded people. You meet new friends, you know, and, and everyone kind of gives, like, compliments to each other, but everyone secretly thinks they're better than you, you <laughs> know. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I actually wrote a whole short about putting shorts in a film festival <laughs> kind of uh, that I never made. But um, so, so it's kind of an, it's kind of a interesting world, but um, yeah. And I've never really done this before. I've never shopped around my, you know, put it out. That's, that's, that's the festivals. hardest thing about this. I mean, cause it costs so yeah. much. It, it can add for up. A, for a, oh, it adds up. It uh, does. Yeah. Exponentially. Well, I mean, it doesn't cost, I mean, it, on the surface, it's like, it's like 50, 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, like, oh, hey, okay. You know, it's like, oh, that's not that bad. But, you know, you, you do it to every festival. There's, a, there's a lot of festivals. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, exactly. It adds up and you want to put in the right one. But, you know, in the world of short film, I mean, unless you just did it for your own health, um, basically, 
you have to try to win awards. It's it's yeah. it's kind of the sad truth about it. If you if if you want this film to get noticed, you know, like um Cataplexy, our friend who made Cataplexy, right. you know, he's just winning award after award after award and mm -hmm. it's just playing all over the world and you know, that's that's really the one way to get noticed making shorts is yeah. if you submit them to festivals and if they start winning stuff. Yeah. And I think your movie has I, mean, I think it's your potential. Movie's Everybody likes it. That I, I think it's a real crowd pleaser and you know and It's a feel good movie, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> and, really and, and you brought good. and you brought over, you know, the former team Ultimatum and yeah. you know they Yeah, they, I mean they're, they're the, the crew Ah everyone's uh, success. Well it uh, looks great, crew. yeah. I don't know. It, I was really I'm really proud of it, you know, and it's it's one I actually just wanted to make a movie to see if I could still do it. It had been so long since I'd done anything, you know, and um, and that luckily I had this amazing Albuquerque crew. Yeah, they, they actually hey uh, everyone actually went out there and helped you out, and yeah, yeah. So that was it was a good special. little. Uh, I always like going to a different. I've done it a couple of times. Go to a different state and shoot a movie. It's it's really cool, you know. I'd yeah. like to do it in New York. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we should we should do a whole uh, <laughs> uh, podcast about like festivals yeah submitting the festivals and such and we what could pain in the ass that is we could but um Maybe we'll congrats to matt because that's awesome and so and you're still hearing back from others right I'm, I'm sure yeah yeah there's still i mean i'll be hearing probably until next spring you know yeah. i'll find out on all the other ones so all right and also and also we'll um, you get a paycheck and you're like okay i'll submit to this festival and then you wait for another paycheck and you'll often submit to this you well know, that's one like thing one about festival a at a time every two weeks without yeah. a box it, it gets kind of uh they send you all these like, oh yeah spam it gets i had to block them oh you gotta, it, you gotta, yeah. gotta submit to this you gotta submit to that there's like so much and um, there are a lot of film festivals, yeah. so I'm hoping maybe it'll get into at least one more. And if uh, Without a Box is listening to this podcast, please update your website because it it's is old and crappy. still off. Like, it's not very intuitive yeah, at all. It's, it's, it, 2005 was a while ago. Th it was, yeah, 2005, and it still <laughs> is the same format, same setup, same structure. It yeah. sucks. And that goes for everybody with old websites. Anyway, so Matt, um, <laughs> real quick, um, that's another question. Do you, do you plan on putting this movie on I, on YouTube or Vimeo or have you yet? Um, right now, there is a, a secret link mm -hmm. um, on Vimeo uh, of the final cut of the movie, but I kind of... And to uh, all our podcast listeners, do they get, the, do they get that key code? Um, <laughs> well, well if, if you send me a message, I'll be sure to get it to you. Yeah, there you I, go. I, just, I don't want to put it out in the public too much because there are some festivals that don't, allow you right. to yeah i don't uh, submit i, don't, I was gonna say i don't think you should i think that because of that some festivals don't want you to you know so unless you're done with the festival circuit then you shouldn't but also no one watches them you know i don't I, I, tricky, short yeah. film on youtube is pointless you know if you want people to see your movie you got to set up a screening and hand off flyers well, or it, something. an open mic night is a 35 minute long movie it's not it's not for the casual you know two yeah. minute crowd if you I, had tom I, cruise in it no one would watch it i promise yeah Seriously. you're right i have this whole theory i've told you about it before but like you know movie making as a hobby versus like brewing beer as a hobby you brew beer you know which is actually a cheaper hobby and you're <laughs> like hey a uh, new batch of beer is done why don't you come over everybody's so excited to come over and then versus the more expensive hobby where it's like making a movie and you're like, hey, why don't you come over? And like, D didn't you just, didn't I just see a movie you made? Yeah, like two years ago. This is a new one. R really? Really? Again? And really you're like, with the I have homebrew. And, and they're like, okay, I'll come over. You know? <laughs> so it's funny because I've kind of gone full circle a little bit. Like I, I, I probably on the podcast did this, but I, I swore off short filmmaking if it wasn't for a competition. 
like the 48 right. or some other competition, like what the doorpost used to be or, or something else. I mean, that's a way to make a movie and get it seen, you know, and, and, and get it looked at and get it judged and get it on the web and stuff like that, you know. But the problem with that is you're going into someone else's criteria. You're, it's not really your own film in a lot of ways, you know, your own idea. You know, so, you know, making a short film, I mean, you have to go f full force on the festival circuit or no one's ever going to see it, you right. know. Yeah, and I mean that's the cool thing about the Forty Eight is you really don't have to worry about promotion. They're yeah, they're, they, you will have a big audience. I mean, out. within the state though, within your hometown. But you know, but it can move on, you know, to the cans even, you know, sure. with the Forty Eight, which sure. is you know more than you can say for the Santa Fe Film Fest or whatever. Sure. Um, but um, you know, so so what I was thinking is I'm just going to spend my time writing pilots, writing feature films, you know, stuff that can be produced professionally and actually maybe see the light of day somewhere and then and acting in yeah but now people's. i'm now that i'm like a new skinny actor i'm like hey. i'm thinking maybe i should make more shorts with myself <laughs> 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 but you know i would have to find a new crew because all my friends hate me correct correct <laughs> <laughs> but you said you had a whole new crew you, you, i did you, i you I, I, a, I, I feel terrible. young hungry eager yeah. Filmmaker dreamers. No, and, and my apologies again <laughs> publicly to Secret Boy, who I did promise that we would make a great 48 together, and I signed up too late. Oh, did you have a team name? Fail. It, it was Secret Boy. Oh, Secret Boy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's their name. Basically, okay. I was just taking over their team that existed from CNM. Copy. Yeah. The crew from The Signal. Great group of people. But I think that we filled you in enough on what we're up to. Um, I hope we have more podcasts for you more frequently. I, I say that genuinely. Um, now that we have this new equipment and it shouldn't take me so long to yeah. edit, then, you know. One of the reasons we don't do this too much is it's kind of an ordeal you know, to, to set up. And we're, and we're busy people. And <laughs> yeah, we're always doing shit. So yeah. It's like you know, and Dominic doesn't answer texts. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dominic, I love you. I miss you. Like you're, love you. Like you're even you. ever going to listen to this. Okay. Let's <laughs> go. <won't>. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on to you our won't. next segment. It's called Schmollywood. Okay, and it's time for the next segment of our show called Schmollywood. Hello. Hello. Schmollywood. <laughs> so Schmollywood is a segment of the show where we talk about... Um, movie news. Upcoming, upcoming movie rumors. news and rumors. This is the segment of the show that that guy who made that comment on iTunes skips. He skips this. He's like, done. <laughs> done with this one. It's not that he doesn't care. I can't care. imagine why. He just likes the other stuff more. Well, this is the dated stuff. Like, you can't go back to an old... That's podcast true. and then like oh it hey. has a shelf life um we're yeah we're talking about well sometimes it's, it's funny to go back and think what we thought like oh this movie looks so awesome and it's it's like oh it sucks it turns out to be <laughs> man of steel or something <laughs> yeah speaking of man of steel um recently there was the san diego comic con mm. and warner brothers announced that superman and batman will be teaming up in a superman batman movie is it is it superman teaming with batman or superman versus Ooh, batman probably a little of both right probably i mean batman and superman have a history of being a a um, back and forth kind of relationship, right? I mean, they're friends, but on they the same side, but just don't agree on everything on how to take. They care have of different business. ethics. They really respect each other, though. Oh yeah, well, of course. I yeah, mean, you know they. It's kind of like Ultimatum and um, <laughs> uh, the four crew, the uh, Linda Lay, yeah, Linda Lay, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I respect them. I don't think anyone respects us. <laughs> or me. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> well, of course it is. Um, so, anyway, uh, Superman and Batman, both DC Comics. I mean, I, if, th- if I was a... 13 year old i would be pooping be, my pants yeah, you'd be right nutting now. all over this oh my god i i mean i had never thought this day would come but in a in a post a, in a man post of steel. man of steel and world. dark knight rises, rises. world <laughs> you're like no I, mean, I can't get too excited i don't in know a christopher I, nolan dc universe he can't imagine this happening you know i know p- opinions differ but i'm just gonna tell you the dark knight rises is so stupid the it, third one sucks. Every minute of that movie's retarded. You like the cinematography? No. And so then in <laughs> and then Man of Steel. I did. <laughs> I like the cinematography, but like the wardrobe? No. no. I, I did have a I, that, that that movie's a little messed up. Yeah, I mean, well, we can go into it. Makes but, no sense. You know, someone else already has somewhere else. But and then Man of Steel came out, and I don't want to do a review of it right now. But I'm just telling you, that movie's not good either. It's stupid. As all hell. <laughs> <laughs> so the so Warner Brothers is cashing in on how much money those two movies made, which was mesh them together because that is it all that matters. Makes sense, right? Just mesh them together. In Hollywood, sense. It doesn't matter what happens as long as you make money in the first weekend. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's a good movie or a bad movie. So two bad movies equal two bad movies meshed together, like you said. Right. Did did Man of Steel actually do? I know. Dark Knight Rises no, Man of Steel did really was a well. Hit. It was a hit. Man of Steel is probably the reason that this was announced. It's a hit. Yeah. It was probably like waiting for Man of Steel to make got a, it, a got coin. It. Yeah, which it did in the first weekend. But I'm telling you, it's not. It's a really dumb movie. <laughs> so, but that being said, this, that's not to say that this new movie is going to be bad. You know, mm-hmm. who knows who they're going to get to make it? It's you Zack know, Snyder again. Terminator Two was better than Zack Snyder. I am a fan of normally. I, I was really excited for Man of Steel mm-hmm. because I, I like all his other movies. But yeah, it was story wise for you, right? M- well, mostly. I mean, yeah. it, it I mean, it's <laughs> always story, 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 story. But yeah, I mean. yeah, that that was my problems with it. Well. I love going online and you just like you know you get the fans and everything looking up what's wrong with these movies and it's mm-hmm. like beat by beat like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. This really doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not just plot holes and stuff, just weird stuff like I mean, stuff that I just why is he trying to terraform the Earth into a Krypton when he has superpowers there, Zod? Yeah, Zod has superpowers on Earth. Krypton. I mean, yeah, that's a good example. Krypton in this movie is a desolate, stupid dinosaur planet, <laughs> like from Attack of Avatar. the Clones. Yeah. They were flying creatures like an Avatar. That's yeah, awesome. and he wants to turn beautiful Earth into that, and then he wants to clone all the Krypton people, all these people who banished him and kill everyone on Earth who he could be a god. In Superman 2, um, General Zod was like, so excited about his powers. He's like, oh, we have godlike powers here. Let's rock and roll. He just want to mess with people. And, you know, that's, you know, because he's in this one, he didn't even care. He didn't even fly. He, says he had a UFO. He, On Kevin Smith's Yeah, so podcast. how do you think they're going to bring aliens into the next Superman, Superman and Batman, Batman movie? Yeah, yeah exactly. Are, are they going to. Aliens trying to kill the entire planet. Maybe they'll team up with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That is, a, that is also Warner Brothers. So it's a super mesh. I don't even know. Is that Warner Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, Kevin you know, it's funny. Podcast. Like, as a former comic book kid, uh, mm-hmm. the comics he always liked the best were the ones where 
superheroes are getting together, either fighting each other or fighting with well, each other. Well, and the Avengers movie is is proof right. of that. I mean, that movie is well widely praised, and, and I and I, I praise it as well. I like updated I news it. part two, Age of Ultron. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking Avengers. forward to them ruining that franchise in yeah. the sequel. Too. I didn't know what yeah. Ultron was, so I had to look it up on Wikipedia. Sounds like a cool character. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. In, if there is a race between Marvel and DC in the film world, I think Marvel, even with even with Heath Ledger, even with Wolverine, <laughs> I think that Marvel Marvel's is winning. winning. Yeah, even just with the just with the movie. whole just with their whole whatever they call it, like their second draft. Phase two, they're on phase, phase two. two which they have a phase three coming. Yeah, so so w- so Marvel's phase two was like Iron Man, the Hulk movie, and Thor and the Avengers. Right. Well, it's interesting. You know, it seems like DC is kind of taking the almost like adult drama uh, perspective of these. You know, they're trying to make that. You know, Man of Steel was very much a you know a psychological look at Superman, and that's definitely what all the you know the Dark Knight movies were about. Whereas the Marvel movies are almost kind of a uh, little more popcorny, I would say. You know, a little, little more fun. Well, Marvel's making them still believable and real people, but yeah, a little bit more popcorny. Whereas like DC is like, well, The Dark Knight that was super dark. Let's just make everything as dark as we Lots can. Lots of shots of people thinking quietly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, everything you'd want to see in a comic book movie, really. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises. I know we talked about it before, but I mean, it's. Let's not I dwell think on Alex. Let's I move on. I think that that's the past. I think that no. I mean, this is gonna. <laughs> this is gonna. I, I really don't want to sound awful here, but I really think the untimely death of Heath Ledger veered American audiences in a weird way. Wh- let me explain. Like Batman Begins, which I really enjoy. I like that movie a lot. Um, like it. it was like a modest hit. It you know it didn't it, it, it surprised everybody like it oh, didn't hey. break any records it didn't break records you know it was it was well reviewed this is actually enjoyable people okay. liked it you it's know. not goofy fluff like the Joel Schumacher's one I remember yeah. back when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker Everybody's people like, were not happy hell? you know you know Heath Ledger's known for like teeny bopper movies and Brokeback Mountain I was proven wrong Night's Tale. Tale. And I'm not saying that Heath Ledger didn't do an amazing job as the Joker I I honestly think that he owns that movie. Um, but that movie was such made so much money and won Oscars and all that stuff. I think just because of the hype surrounding Heath Ledger's death, you know that I think that yeah, I think that Warner Brothers felt like they had to do that again with Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel and make weird, dark, we- you know, like miserable versions of these characters. That's a, good, that's a good word for it, miserable. Well, where, where, yeah, Marvel, these the characters pain. are having fun. You know, Tony Stark's out there zipping around, cracking jokes. In Warner they're Brothers, still getting shit on, but at least they're, In Warner Brothers' know, world, I mean, basically... Take it lightheartedly. Basically, in Warner Brothers' world, specifically The Dark Knight Rises, Batman is so depressed, and he is so... I mean, I mean... More than usual. Michael Keaton had cat. a couple wisecracks. Christian well, Bale does not. Christian Bale is, you know, and, and same with the new superman and man of steel you know uh, you know christopher reeve had a wink and a smile he was a he was a golden boy he was you know a happy guy you know with this, you know he was out to save people because he loved people he loved america he's he's a he's a human first and alien second this movie was different my i mean would you, anyone argue with that he was he was sad and brooding and 
wondering who he was and serious. I, mean, I didn't mind that. Emo. He was but a little yeah, bit a little emo. emo. Um, I, I didn't mind that, that much either, though. I mean, uh, I had more problems with just the destruction porn, I guess. Yeah, and that and that is just, I don't know what that was. Yeah, the, the It was very odd destruction porn. Yeah, here is it a computer-simulated metropolis that we're just going to... Fuck up. Yeah, make it make crazy destruction on. And um, Nobody was in those buildings? Nobody? Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently we're not supposed to care about what any of that, <laughs> no. any of that destruction, and who then, it killed. And then here's what people are pissed about. Oh, he broke Zod's neck. Superman, like, broke his neck. He doesn't kill, but he just killed maybe... <laughs> thousands of people like yeah. in that district. <laughs> yeah, Come just on, nobody cares about that. Just by like throwing someone into a and building and having that the building he, like, fall broke over. The I feel like Chris bad guy? I feel like in a weird dimension where this was a Christopher Reeve movie, he would have like did some sonic punch and punched Zod away from people because yeah. Superman's first priority is mm-hmm. health is and if and if he did that he would have, have, he would have flown the around the earth and spun it backwards no, I, I mean, to I, reverse am time. Am I crazy? In, in like these, in like the old movies and cartoons, like doesn't like a piece of a building fall and super and it's about to fall on an old lady and Superman zips and catches it and fixes it. You know, yes, like that he would, like that he would be the, the he has norm. no interest in destroying the city. Am I wrong? I mean, no. Yeah, he he didn't have time to think in this one, Alex. So it this, was kind of supposed to be his decisions. first fight ever really right so so as i understand the superman batman movie is henry cavill is, is Zack snyder's superman man of steel teamed up with a new batman a reboot of batman it has I to be a new batman is it and go- uh is and it going arnie, to be? arnie hammer said no already oh wow to playing batman why would they even consider anyway um he said no but but so it's maybe christian bale should play the new rebooted Batman. No, he's out. He's no, I mean, it's, it's going to be a new Batman, and so it might be a new Batman completely, like a new personality, new gadgets, everything, which... A I new backstory? <laughs> like, are we, we going to get a new Please, no Batman? more origin stories. Yeah, we're going to get In a new Batman, Batman versus origin? Superman, we have an origin story of Batman. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, again. honestly, I shudder to think, but I have... To watch I his parents die in front of him. Again, or is it going to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt taking over, like at the end of uh, well, Dark he, Knight yeah, Rises? It kind of made you think that he was going to take over. God, that was as so Batman, right? Uh, who cares? Can we get on another topic? I'm kind of done with. Well, speaking. Batman, of, well, Superman. just 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 really <laughs> quick. Speaking of, since we're still on DC, they're uh, also making a Flash movie. Does anyone care? Nope. I used to like the old Flash television show. Um, Even though I probably wouldn't like it now, but I used to when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, I remember not liking it. <laughs> but I never nope. read any of the comics. There's not really a lot you can do with someone who just moves really fast. Well, I guess we'll see what they're going to do. With CGI and technology right now? Oh, I forgot. CGI. Yeah. It's we have CGI. We can it's going to look dope. Yeah. Okay, another bit of news. Um, James Cameron is working hard on Avatar 2 and 3, but he has announced that there's also going to be a four. What? They're going to come out in 2016, 2017, and 2018. A la Lord of the Rings. Wow. Yep. So, Jay, before you're 40, there'll be four Avatar movies. Can't wait. <laughs> there'll be four Avatar movies before I even make a feature. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't understand how there's that much story in this. <laughs> According to Cameron. He's like, but I just cannot tell. 
enough story. enough of this uh, enough of this there's yeah. just so much so much potential i, I mean how, i forget the next did, one's gonna be the in the ocean the other one's gonna be in a volcano who knows man. how did the original avatar end i can't even remember it ended with them uh. like doing some weird thing to transfer his body into the uh actual uh navi body so yeah. he's he's like navi he perm- perma navi straight up navi now. I just Maybe we'll do some flashbacks at Earth so the actual actor can be seen. Otherwise, he's going to be motion captured Navi straight up. Okay, I think I think I know the plot for part two. Here we go. All right, it's going to be like humans are in dire need of unobtainium. Isn't that what it's called? They're, they're, yeah, unobtainium, which yeah, is a mineral is that you don't know what the fuck it does. And it floats, and it's worth so much money. So they for need whatever reason they need that. It's a pretty hilarious what you, what name. You, yeah. They need what that. What do you build like, it out of? It's it's a, it's a, it's a joke. Did it, you know unobtainium is a joke? It's an actual thing that's a joke in movies. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's an actual word that they use in movies of a of a substance that. You don't know what it does or what it is. It's just kind of sometimes a MacGuffin or just a, 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 a brush off. But like he actually uses that word in this movie to make it sound like yeah, it's it something sound, important. It sounds like but something from like a spoof. He even sped, said like, like you don't need it's to amazing know what unobtainium does light. on Earth. And it's like, yeah, you do. What the hell? Like if I, it's pointless. Unobtainium. It's a joke. You just made your whole movie a joke. Well, <laughs> People didn't think it was a joke. Obviously not. People so, loved so, it. But listen, so unobta- they need more unobtainium. So Gorney Weaver comes joke. back again because, you know. In, in, in science some, fiction, nobody dies for real. You know, and so does Giovanni Ravisi. And, oh, my God. Yeah, and, 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 it's a, and basically they got to go back to Fantasia or what's it called? Pangea. And Pandora. Pandora, and they have to <laughs> get, avatar get more, get more unobtainium, and they're going to have another adventure. And there's going to be more. Well, now the, but the humans are going to be pissed off because they were kicked out of there. So mm-hmm. now they're going to come back and then in, in part, full force. And then in part three, it's going to be reversed. Like all the humans are going to have the unobtainium on Earth, and the Navi are. They gonna, need that shit somehow. Yeah, and the Navi are going to go to the ocean, and they're going to be like, "Okay, we need let's, our let's we, we need our Earth. we need our spaceship dinosaurs." So they go in the ocean. They have connections with these things too. But now they can go in space, <laughs> and they can go to Earth, and it's a whole reverse. Oh, and you it, think and we're then, joking on this plot? No, no. And, and then part four is obviously the prequel where it's before part one and and we're going to bring back um we're going to learn all about how the humans first found the planets and we're going to have that general again but he's going to be younger and we're going to see how he got that scar in his face because that's what we care about and and that's how these are going to go there you go and they're all going to be in 3d of I course. can't wait of course 3d of dude. course and uh, oh and and, and, Titanic. What, and and what kind of frame rate should have been and what uh 72 and so it'll, <laughs> it'll be in 72 frames per second. So literally, literally, the Navi will look more real than your loved ones. Why stop at 72? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, isn't James Cameron supposed to be really cutting edge? I mean, why can't he just take it up another notch each yeah, movie? Yeah, let's go to 108. No, I just, yeah. think, I just think there's a lot of story here. Your eyes can only see it about 40, 42 frames per second. <laughs> well... All the more reason, I guess. Right? It's gonna look like like how the Hobbit looked at forty eight frames per second. It looks like so good that it really looks fake. Like, oh, I'm on a set now. Hey, I'm making this camera move. 
Well, I feel it's gonna that's about a costume. The that's I, a wig. That's a prosthetic. But that's, but it, but it's but it's but it's all CGI. It's oh, all CGI. So and it's also knows? motion capture. So it's gonna look so real that you're gonna see through the Navi skin. You're gonna see the little balls on the costume <laughs> that the actors were wearing. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be great. Yeah, you're gonna see the little the little headpiece. Well, you see the, the little headpiece camera that like shoots them. You're gonna oh hey, what's that? Yeah, this is gonna be great. Okay, so we're we're in line for that. Okay, last thing in Schmollywood is Jay's Hobbit update of the week. <laughs> There's so much news going on that I don't even know what's going on right now. Well, let's it's let's been do silent on the. Uh, let, let's do a quick review of Camp. the Desolation Secrets. of Smog trailer. Yeah. Okay. I mean that came that. out about a month ago. Yeah. Um, Matt saw it about an hour ago. <laughs> 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 What'd you think, Matt? First impressions. You know, it looked okay. Uh, the first Hobbit, I. I uh, thought the trailer for that looked good, and then I wasn't super blown away by it. I watch your mouth. I, you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth around me. But they're saving everything <laughs> for, obviously, the second and the third one. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Well, when I saw uh, the first Hobbit, I, I, it's I actually said that. I said, you know, well, I mean, the Hobbit, you know, it was fun and all, but I think when this is all said and done, this is going to be the least favorite of this trilogy. because Absolutely, yeah. It's basically, it's basically the... <laughs> the backstory. And they uh, it's the origin the story. Extended version. It's the orange sto- origin story of Bilbo. That yeah. that's not really the important part. But they announced the extended version of the Hobbit, which includes thirteen extra minutes. Mm-hmm. Thirteen is in one three. One three, my wow. friend. Wow. Yeah. I, I, how? C- I mean, why did they cut thirteen minutes and not thirty out of that movie? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what were the in these thirteen minutes that made it seem slow? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, know. we could lose this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? It's at the correct pace now at three hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, let, let's go into more um, stories about a wizard in the woods. Let's go into Mordor. <laughs> no, yeah. but I, I have to say, I'm definitely not going to be watching the 3D version this time. No, uh, well, I, I don't mind the 3D. I, it's definitely the, uh, not 48. The 48, 48 frames per second. I'm we, skipping 48. I, I swore that off for life for sure. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but I, I, and this, this trailer seemed to focus a lot on the elves. Hell yeah, dog. It, we, we, we showed lots of Leg- Legolas. Legolas. And his elven eyes, and and, the and his n- father Thranduil. Yeah, and then and the new elf played by Kate from Lost. Turiel. She's Tariel. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of elf-like. I just she hope is. she's total not. elf. It, it makes sense. Total elf. You Good know, I just spent there. so many years wanting to strangle that actress that I, I just hope that I can get over that <laughs> by watching Lost. <laughs> <laughs> she was a really annoying character. Um, it is our fight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they're really they're really pushing the Legolas thing. But um, what, what are they gonna have? Liv Tyler, you think, in these at all? Or? I don't think so. No. no. Probably no Arwen because there's no Aragorn. They could have had Arwen because so that's she's Elrond's obviously daughter. alive there, and Elrond's there, and yeah, it's her daughter. Maybe, maybe number three. But new, new female character in the movie. One female. They needed a female character. Yeah. That's why they did it. There's like no women in this book. No. So what you're saying is J.R.R. Tolkien is a sexist. Well, there was women in Lord of the Rings, right? Barely. There was Eowyn. <laughs> yeah, and she's no man. And Arwen. But Arwen was barely in it, and Eowyn was in it, but that's about Well, it. if we're on this page, there's only one girl in Star Wars, too, so yeah, there's that. That's and true. Prob- and there's actually pretty much one girl in every movie ever. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a feminist test, right? Like, if a woman talks to another woman 
or if they talk and that they talk about something that's anything other than dating a man that I guess it, I've been spoiled a little it, bit it, by it, um, Game of Thrones which does not <laughs> yeah. follow that formula. Exactly. Game of Thrones has lots of babes who talk about lots of things. Yep. So yeah. that, that passed yeah. the feminist te- fe- feminist test. Good job Game of Thrones. <laughs> Lord of the Rings and Hobbit keep working at it. Keep working. <laughs> but I, I, I'm excited for The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog. I think it is going to be more exciting than the first one, and bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, too. Okay, guys. Well, that wraps up our Schmollywood segment. That's Stay it? Tuned. That's all the news? Hooray for wow. Schmollywood. Bad Grandpa looks good. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> bad Grandpa? Oh, man. It's like a... um, it's like a From the makers of Bad Santa and nope. Bad Teacher? Nope. From the makers of Jackass. Makers of Jackass. Uh, it's Johnny Knoxville pulling a Borat, messing with real people. Yeah. It's, uh, it looks hilarious. Cool. Okay, well, we'll review that s- at some point. But I think in the next segment, we'll review some of our summer movies that we checked out. Hits and misses. <laughs> See you there. Okay, if you're listening to this, you made it to Think How I Think. You didn't stop at the first segment like that guy. We, I know. I am getting <laughs> drunk, too. So let's, Good. let's get this going. Good. I'm this mumbling this how now. We do things. Okay, so it is August 2013. We saw a slew of summer movies. I think we should just touch a on slew, a couple a of them. A slew, a slew. You know, we already talked about Man of Steel, so I don't think we have to talk ah, about that anymore. Bypass, bypass. Um, I think I think we should touch on The Lone Ranger. Yeah, um, let's... let's this needs to be said. So as you know, Low Rangers is considered a colossal flop. Huge failure. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer though says in a couple years it's gonna look at it's gonna be looked at as a brave movie. Do we agree with that assessment? I, I don't know. Um you know, I, I don't think uh that's usually what happens, you know. Like if you look at like Waterworld, which was a huge flop. Well, um, wa- oh, that Waterworld kind of has a small cult following there. It no, does. But it's but like, it, do you uh, think it's considered a brave? The movie? ride at Universal is big time. Um, is it really? I don't think Lone Ranger was that bad. I, I liked it. I actually kind of liked it. And you know me, I hate everything. But Lone Ranger, I, I thought, you know, like as you're saying with Man of Steel and the destruction porn thing, mm-hmm. where it's like all we see these days is robots breaking into buildings, you know, a, a giant. 45-minute train chase. I was. It's fun and it's exciting. I was excited. Like it, what you said, Alex, you know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are. It was kind of like James Bond in the Old West, like a good yeah. James Bond, like a yeah. fun James Bond. Like I kind of l- liked it, yeah. The yeah. only thing I didn't like was the um, uh, was the present-day Lone Ranger, Johnny Depp in like that old makeup yeah, the with the little kid, the bookend. I yeah. hated that. That was, that was a weird choice. That, that could have gone, but. Completely well, unnecessary. I think the point good. of that was just to say that we're seeing the story in the perspective of Tonto. Correct. And but I, and I think the complaints I think the complaints about this movie are because people don't get that. Like for instance, I read this whole thing about how, you know, it's too much about Tonto and the Lone Ranger is kind of a pussy. Like he, you know, but he, he grows into his own. Well, and yeah. he's. Tol- I don't know why people have a problem with that so much. Well, either. I think I think that works because this is to- this is told by Tonto's perspective. Right. And the perspective of Tonto, he wasn't just a huge hero. He was kind of you know he, he was ne- a dude. He needed Tonto to help him do everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, and I don't think that's a flaw really. I think that's just a creative choice in 
you know, in casting Johnny Depp and but making him the star. But you see his perspective. You see, you see the Lone Ranger's perspective. You see Tonto's perspective. I think it was well crafted. And I said it's like a James Bond movie, and I say that because it is. Um, I mean, your suspension of disbelief has to be like out the window. Sure. You know, like basically, there's like a James Bond, and, and at the beginning of James Bond, there's always a sequence where right. you go, okay, you know, and and um. Lone Ranger had that. They were thrown a thousand feet from a train and didn't get a scratch. So if you can buy that, you know, if, if you can't buy that, I don't blame amazing, you. You yeah. know, yeah, they're, they, it's unrealistic. But I can buy that, so I can buy the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, those sequences <laughs> are lo- really awesome. They're fun. They're it was the It was the first, I mean, there's been a lot of action movies out over the last few years. It was the first adventure movie I'd seen yeah. in a while. It was mm-hmm. adventurous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like fun. a Disneyland ride. It it's was, not pretending yeah. to be anything that it's not. People say, oh, well, it's so much money, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, well, the money's on the screen. Well, I mean, you mentioned that. I am kind of glad that money's it flopped screen. because I don't agree with you. I think this is a three hundred million dollar movie that looked like a one hundred million dollar movie. I don't so? know. I don't know what costs so much. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know because I, I, it was shot, sequences. It was shot in Albuquerque. You know, I, I, I wasn't on it myself. Neither of you, Matt, but we have a lot of friends who yes, were. Yes, and I've heard lots of stories. And, you know, and those people were out there for a good year, miserable in the dirt. And you know, and they made the locomotive from scratch, and they made the whole railroad from scratch. And yeah, you know, they, they and then they dragged things on. They re, you know, and it's just. Well, and what I've heard is that every every cool action sequence, they basically uh, went in with computer models and computer model storyboarded it all out so everyone would look see what every camera angle was going to be already that that stuff takes a lot of time and you know, you know and it and takes money. a lot of money and it's excessive huh. i think i think you can make um, a better film with less money i think you have to if, if you have to explore things creatively if you have to do things practically if you have to struggle with a budget i think that movies come out better sometimes well, i think than they just try to do a lot of stuff practically just, that's just probably spl- why it's skyrocketing splurging money they did a lot of stuff practically. Well, and Didn't it's they? for you know well, independent I mean, filmmakers. Did, it's know, a uh, it's a good thing when a big movie like that flops. Because I, don't, I don't mean just practically effects. I mean like they do things in a practical sense. Is well, what I, mean. But, but I mean, what you're whatever. I mean, well, the bummer. I, I was saying that you know, as as independent filmmakers, it's a good thing for us in a way. Um, it's it's kind of. Uh, uh, these big movies, you know, that are pretty much dominating what's what's in the theaters these days, um, you know, they've kind of just taken over completely. And when there's a big flop like that, it makes, you know, studios start thinking, well, maybe we should put our mo- money into something a little more or a little less risky, you well, know? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's. And hope then that's so. the other problem too, because sometimes they want to studios want to put in their money into so much less risky stuff, then you get comic book. Ad- adaptation after comic book adaptation because they know I that'll mean, make y- money. Like, like a Spider-Man is, reboot on top film, of a Spider-Man reboot look, on top of a Spider-Man reboot. If you look back at film history, uh, the reason, one of the reasons in the 70s that, uh, you know, they all of a sudden, we got these big maverick auteur type, you know, Martin Scorsese directors is that the studios didn't know what worked anymore. You know, they, d- they didn't feel like they knew exactly you know, what was going to be a safe bet. And so they started putting their money into these smaller projects that if they failed, well, you know, no big deal. We only lost a couple million dollars on that, you know. Yeah, um, that would be nice. I mean, if they made smaller movies. And the movie market is getting weird, though. I mean, it's 
It's it's it's. Look, I like the spectacle. We all do. But all right. We all want right. it to be a good. We want it to be a good. Okay. Story. Here's here's my here's my point. And that's here's my point. Like Star Wars is coming out again. J.J. Abrams Star Wars. Just because they're making three four hundred dollar four hundred million dollar movies, I that doesn't mean I think the new Star Wars has to cost four hundred million dollars. I think it should still cost one to two million, one hundred to two million, and you know, stay grounded a bit. You know, grounded. stay a little bit. You know, humble. <laughs> yeah, make it more like the original trilogy. You know, yeah. that's what that's what the fans want. You know, and so when I see something like the Lone Ranger go, you know, especially because it's Disney, you know, go and John Carter go so badly. I hope it's like what you said. I hope it humbles them a little bit when they come out I'm with these blockbusters. Like, I, I like blockbusters, but I want them to be good. I don't want just them to pump money into them and get the biggest stars and get and just go bigger, 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 bigger because they think that's what people want. People still want good stories, I would hope. And, you know, I, I would want a, you know, if I heard the new Star Wars cost $200 million, I would, you know, I wouldn't be worried about it. Like, oh, I can't believe Lone Ranger did. Yeah. It probably did not need to cost as much as it did. <laughs> yeah, to be honest to God, that's like, an obscene it did not. amount of it's money. It's so obscene. It well, did honestly, not need though, to cost that why much. Do you think but it, why do you think it tanked? Because it was a well, good Well, I movie. think it tanked partly because it cost so much. I think if it cost less, it wouldn't have lost so much money. That's and there true. was so much. Yeah. And there like, was bad hype. There's bad hype. There was so much notoriety about that movie. Where it's just like I yeah, think critics and, and everybody just wanted. And I'm a little to bit, I'm a little bit it. confused about the bad hype. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what they were attacking. Like, like the critics it's were good. saying, you know, it kind of became like an Associated Press story where everyone was complaining about the same thing. Like they're like, it is way violent, and someone eats a heart, and I'm like, and I'm thinking that scene wasn't, you couldn't even see, see anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like that was like big, you know, that I didn't. Yeah, find and that. it lasted about three seconds. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, really that's what I mean. They're compl- what I thought of when I think of the Lone Ranger yeah. at all. Too much Tonto and weird, weird complaints. You know, like it wasn't really about like. Stuff. Why is he feeding that bird? Yeah, like, like. <laughs> Why does I, he have a bird? When I complain about a movie, it's it didn't make sense, or it was boring, or it was stupid, you know. And I, and I don't really think I've seen those complaints with Lone Ranger. And so, I recommend seeing it. If you haven't seen, it, I recommend seeing it. I remember seeing it in the big screen, and um, it's really good. catching it before it's gone. But um, yeah, I, I liked you, it. Honestly, I, you'll be s- pleasantly surprised by it. It's the the two people that I did recommend to go see it, my parents. Both hated it, but really, um, really? what were the, what are they saying? Um, uh, you know, I, I didn't I think really. My parents would like it. Yeah, I, I thought my parents. I think would mine like would it. too. Um, I don't know. I, I think it might have been a little bit too violent, too uh, odd. odd. It's, it's kind of an odd movie, really. It's a, it's not a. Y- you think it's, it's too quirky? I think it might be a little bit too quirky for some people. Okay, and, and let me be clear. It's not the perfect movie. It, yeah. it is a bit quirky. I think I do think that Helen Bonham Carter's character was useless. This and you know, there there there's definitely complaints about it. Like yeah. I, I I could I, sit I give through it. A B plus. it I, I could sit through it and make fun of it all day. Yeah, maybe, I would say I would a say B. a solid B or something. Yeah, but as far as summer movies, like I said, I thought it was refreshing to see good action. You know, I I laughed. I w- I paid attention. I wasn't bored. I w- didn't. Right. I I wasn't saying it was stupid. You know, I was fine with it. And mm-hmm. well, and if you contrast its action as opposed to say like the action in the Man of Steel, um, I think it was just really m- better crafted. It was just the the craft behind the action, the you know, the shots and the. You knew where you the were. The sequence of the you edit. You know what was going on. Exactly. It, uh, 
the action See is everything. very good in this yeah, movie. It's fun. Okay, and so with that being said, that I appreciated the train sequence and I'm sick of destruction porn, I'm going to completely contradict myself and say how much I like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is the greatest <laughs> movie of the summer! My favorite movie this year, Pacific Rim. I, I still mean, haven't seen it yet. So I, I, and here's another one. I, I mean, my, my friend Chris was accusing me of liking all these movies because I w- was off work for three weeks, and, I, and I'm and i not my usual stressed-out self. But I saw Pacific Rim, and I just enjoyed the hell out of it. It's a fun, fun movie with a, an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, and the effects. Great I've, characters. The, effects the characters looked are awesome. Great. You like the characters. I mean, you like. The effects you like, are amazing. You like some of the characters. And I it mean, has I, Charlie I, I wasn't from crazy about the lead guy. Um, I liked him. I thought he was great. And but it has Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, Charlie he was really him. good Charlie in it. Charlie Day. Yeah, he's really good it's in it. It's funny because in, in It's Always Sunny, he plays such an idiot. And in this movie, he was a genius. But yeah. he was the same guy. Like he, same he, guy. He, he, like, he worked at. Same mannerism. And he's yeah. working with like another scientist who they're always at odds, but they're both fun people in my opinion. All right, look, it's a it's a it's a it's living a fun ca- movie. It's a living cartoon. Yeah. I say that in a couple ways, and 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 it's mostly it's it's obviously inspired by Japanese animation sure. anime, and every anime every other anime movie you see is a is a mech suit fighting monster movie. Right. I, I, I I was a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it this is just. I mean, I mean, if they didn't watch that whole thing before writing this, I'd be very surprised. And there's a lot of cool things going on. There's like and subtleties and but it's amazing. Layer, how much it's that a it very layered movie, to be honest with you. There's it's a amazing lot going to me how, how much that is a genre. I mean, when you think about it as being something yeah. that is not real, there are a lot of different movies that are not even connected to each other that have these mech suit things. Avatar had it. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I think a lot of it comes from anime and comic books and aliens, to be honest. That was probably the first time anyone's done it. But um, yeah, people in these giant mech suits. I mean, I mean this one's a giant one. They, these people are, are they're literally in, in giant world. And, and they're fighting Godzillas. And yeah. And this movie doesn't spend a long time explaining where these things came from or what's going on. They just do it's, a quick, it's just it's just like basically quick intro. This is the future. Things are a little bit screwed, and you know, and this is what people are doing now. Yeah, this is what we've come up with to fight. You know, so what's I'm going I'm cool on. with that. Don't it's waste awesome. my time with these stupid origin stories and whatever. You know, I don't care about the scientist who dropped the vial and the whatever and the created this and then yeah, that it's like happened. it's like these are aliens and they're underground and they're here now. Okay. Yeah, they're coming Get from over. the Pacific and they're fucking everything up and and you know. And trans- Let's go have a good time. You watch a Transformers movie, and there's robots fighting in a city, and you can't tell what's going on. It's a bunch of quick cuts. It zooms in. You don't know what. Right. You don't know who's hurting who. This movie, you could the action was played out. You could see everything. Again, what you were talking about with the Lone Ranger, with the, all the action is very planned out. This is very planned out. Everything, yeah. every shot. Well, that's important. You yeah. know what's going on, and, and yeah, it wasn't left up to the animators or something. This, yeah, it, this was like good storyboarded, story-driven action. Yeah, that you know works in in my opinion. You know, and I know this movie's not for everybody. I, I've had some right. friends who said that it's the worst thing they've ever seen. Exactly. But, you know, just like I would say, anime is not for everybody. Right. You know, I, I I enjoy it, but some people it's, can't even see that stuff. It's such a good time movie. Like you just go in there and. Being feeling like you're 12 again, you get that coming out of this movie. It's like, okay, let me ask you this: Is it your favorite monster movie now? Um, As far as what horror versus no, just monster like like of its genre versus Independence Day uh, of of its genre. Yeah, how does it rank? Add up to King Kong, Jay. Which you which Mm, movie you love? I love King Kong. Yeah. 
I, I like King I, Kong a little bit more than this, but I really love this one. I like this a lot more than King Kong in a lot of ways. I like this one. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because Cinematography's great. of the you know relationship between Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro. Toro yeah. um, this didn't, one didn't he basically leave The Hobbit to do this movie? Well, no, he left because it, The Hobbit they did a lot of prep work the and prep they were ready to shoot, but like the movie was never greenlit because I think whoever New Line or whoever was well, backing he got, it, he got sick of they waiting, wanted Peter right? Jackson. Yeah, got he sick wanted of to waiting, make films. And then and so Peter Jackson had to step in, and then it got instantly greenlit once he stepped in. I think they were just holding out for him. And then he made this movie. Well, And then Guillermo del Toro made this one. Yeah, I, I think it was more like Guillermo. Well, he had the mouth of madness that he was going to make, and that movie fell apart. Well, yeah, so he w- and, and he's, he, and he's prepping one. The Hobbit forever, and, and then The Hobbit was going to die, and I think yeah. Peter Jackson stepped in to save it, basically. Yeah, basi- yeah. yeah he saved it. <laughs> so it just doesn't not get made. Yeah. But hmm. anyway, Guillermo, you know, I'm not always a fan of his, but I did like this Correct. one a lot. Correct. I'm yeah. not always <laughs> a fan of his, but this one was just stupid fun. It's yeah, just f- have mean, you seen it, Matt? I have not seen it it's yet. It's just wicked fun. And seriously, the score of this movie is so good. Who did the score? Uh, is it is it a name or is it a probably nobody uh, who knows recognized but it's such a good score (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool should Um, i look it up yeah look up all right and while you're looking that up i know we're 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 being insanely positive for indie movie cast but <laughs> let's, so let's talk about Wolverine. Let's go into the negative. <laughs> let's look, we saw Wolverine, right, guys? Yes, yes, that's one I have seen. And that movie started out okay, but man, it got boring. The first act is good. The first, the first act, act was well, yeah. I was I was into it at the beginning, but man, it turned into basically yeah. It turned into a movie, some weird Japanese soap opera thing about. A dad leaving his fortune to his granddaughter, and so the so Wolverine takes the granddaughter, and Wolverine loses his powers, and there's and they're just putzing around Japan for like a good thirty to forty five minutes, and she's just cooking for him and giving him apples, <laughs> and and she's like cooking cabbage, and they just go like hotel to hotel, and she just makes dinner, and and he, and he just thinks something's gonna come attack him, and nothing does forever, and then something finally does, and and that and, and the movie I. I lost me at that point and then the end just got kind of dumber and dumber and then they finally introduced some x-men elements in the end and it wasn't exciting to Uh me by the way um i can't even i'm not going to be able to pronounce his name right but uh the composer for pacific rim was ramen jawadi thank you jawadi jawadi (laughs) ramen oh ramen jawadi jawadi he did iron man and Prison Break and well, a bunch did, of other stuff. He did a good Up job. Up and Comer. Nice. Game of Thrones. Oh, there you wow. go. There you go. All we right. love that show. Well, there you go. <laughs> so um, that's my opinion, Wolverine. Would you guys agree? Or yeah, I, agree. I mean, I, I think I liked it even less than you did, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> less than Alex? Yeah, I mean, I... Well, I hated it. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, well, I, li- I, I, I like that train that. sequence. This train sequence m- is cool. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. It's cool, you that. but, you know... I, I mean, it, it makes no sense. It's not practical. Like, it wouldn't really happen ever, ever. And it's but kind of been done. Well, didn't Spider-Man 2 have something like just like that? Yeah, but this one was at 300 miles This one was almost closer yeah, to, like, Mission train. Impossible. This yeah, was really. more... Yeah. MI. Which I think probably did But it was a cool sequence. I loved... Not love, but I really enjoyed the first act. Like the first act, kind of sets up like, oh, this is gonna be really cool. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, but seriously, like you have this whole backstory where he's just all messed up, and 
he has this relationship with a bear. He's messing people up. He goes to Japan, and then something happens. See, this, like, is, this is where I differ. I don't think I really like the first part either. Oh, you don't? Okay. I, well, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't and like then, it And then either. the after credit sequence, you're like, why, well, like what we were saying, why couldn't this be the movie? This yeah, is actually that, a that, cool That's concept. definitely the best part <laughs> of the movie. But back to what you were saying about Wolverine being sad and stuff. This is what I mean. Did, did they see the Dark Knight rises and the Dark Knight and say we need to make Wolverine depressed? Yeah, I think every superhero now is depressed to, about is depressed. having powers. I mean, he's just gonna I mean, miserable. Ba- yeah, basically, and one of my complaints of the Dark Knight Rises is is Bruce Wayne's parents die, he becomes Batman. His girlfriend dies, and he shuts himself up in his house for ten years and does nothing and cries. And so it's like Batman shouldn't. We saw Batman cry last year, and I don't think Wolverine cried in this movie. But man, he was. But he, but he has at the beginning of the movie, he has given up the name Wolverine. You know, and they got. He's. uh, he's he's, This stuff is okay as long as you do something. He's obsessed with um, Jean Jean Grey. You know, and they got Famke Jensen to to reprise her role. I thought she was going to come into play at the end. I thought she was going to be alive in somehow. And it's it's like manipulating manipulating him in his brain because she's like a brain thing. To be honest with you, I don't mind super heroes depressed but you got to give me an exciting fun story and what happened with wolverine is he's depressed and like oh this is cool like he's all messed up and he's gonna mess people up and he kind of did but then it just got to a point where it just the, the movie just hit a wall and nothing nothing happened and when stuff did happen it was way too silly way too goofy yeah and well, there was and the, the whole plot line is very very forgettable and it's it's uh, you know it's like I said, I, I used to read a lot of comics when I was a kid. Um, you know, this was just a story that, you know, was probably plucked out of a lesser co- comic. Well, no, that, that I, it's, I it's thought the comic for the Jap- his whole Japanese story is a very famous one, I think. It's kind of an odd, I but don't know, a, an odd choice, was I think, to make like it like a this? movie. I, mean, it I, I don't so know if it's it exactly so like boring. this. I know there was a Silver Samurai that they talked about in the comic books. All that is actually I from mean, the I comics. I mean, I didn't read this comic either. But, I mean, but it was just so silly, and it just, but, you know, and little it just things took like forever like to get there. You know, and, and, when and it he, happened. And, he it and, the, and there's just such stupid stuff. Like, there's this poisonous lizard lady. That was weird. You know, and, and so they basically... picked, like, one of the worst actresses And so I'm, tr- I'm still trying that. to figure this out. Wolverine's picked, in bed. They basically picked a model, right? They Just picked a model who you know, knew uh, nothing about acting. All right, acting. guys, l- help me figure this out. So he's in, he's in bed, Wolverine. And he dreams there's, Listen, shit. listen. There's this green soup next to him. And, you know, I just I just remember this. And then he's, like, dreaming with about Famke Jensen. And then he wakes up, and this lizard lady's on top of him, and she's, like, breathing down sort of, like, this green stuff. Then and he then wakes up. Oh, again. she's making out with him. Making yeah, out making with out with him, and, he, and he's, she's getting poisoned. Then he loses his powers, you know. And then later, he he there's an X-ray, and he has a robot spider attached to his heart yeah. like, that's making him lose his powers. Like so this, all of a sudden, is this mutant lady? Does she make robot spiders? We out don't of her know breath? how exactly. I mean, that's like a deleted that's scene the moment or where I think he was supposed to get the uh, the Matrix belly button robot thing installed into him yes. but it didn't make sense because that's what i mean it was just so like, and, like other things wolverine so has weird dreams and it's he like, has like okay. three dreams per sequence like he wakes up out of one dream and then he wakes up out of that dream yeah there was yeah. a lot of there was like a lot of ins- seven times there was a lot of inception like going on dreams. True. Yeah. you know another stupid <laughs> stuff like i mean he, he okay it's like fine all right fine he loses his powers or whatever he's poisoned and he, right. and he can't heal yeah and he's shot and he's messed up and he's bleeding and he has a bullet in him you know but then his claws just come in and out at will and it's like wouldn't your hands just bleed profusely if you could heal. I remember, heal. For, I I remember in the first X-Men movie, he explained that. He's like, like, Rogue was asking, does that hurt? He's like, every single time. 
Well, listen, I mean, I mean, that's like obvious, right? That they come out and then it comes in and his hands heal. Right? You know what I hated? Mm-hmm. There's a sound effect for when his claws come out and in. And there was moments where his claws would come out. You would hear the sound effect. And then you would never see them go back in. But you never heard the sound effect for them going back in either. And all of a sudden, there's like a wide shot and they're not out anymore. What mm. the hell? Let I'm me see. Let me hear something so I know I'm they go back in. Well, well that's that's just, there's just technical little itty-bitty detail stuff. But give me a freaking sound effect. Continuity problem. I really wonder what Aronofsky would have done with this. But I really want. I yeah, guess exactly, knows. exactly. But he, he was going to direct. Speaking this of Aronofsky, yeah, his yeah, uh, his uh, really. Noah movie has been seen here and there and is kind of getting good reviews. What is it, good. Noah? Yeah, like he's doing no, Noah's like Ark. Really? You didn't know this? Yeah, I with didn't Russell Crowe, he's doing Noah's Ark. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not that's joking. Very <laughs> odd. All right, so just yeah. wait, one more thing Big about epic. Wolverine. Like you said, the ending is awesome. Basically, the credit sequence after the credit, which sequence. was probably directed by Brian Singer, like last probably, week. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because they're, <laughs> they're filming the new X Men movie with. Yeah, so he probably shot that. Yeah, exactly. but Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen show up, and oh, we ruined it for you, sons of bitches. Okay, <laughs> but, but basically, let's ruin it. But, but basically, basically, it got really exciting, yeah. and and then I'm thinking well, this movie should have been a flashback in that movie. Like the the Japanese story. Yeah, like who cares that he was in Seriously, Japan and he yeah. got depressed and he came back. You could do so much better yeah. Wolverine. Remember we were talking about the first Wolverine movie and we were like, no, this is not going to be good. And it was kind of pleasantly surprising. Well, that movie is really we, corny. But it is. But, 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 that but we the whole actually thing with, enjoyed ourselves. We well, didn't I mean hate that, it like well, that we hated movie was this a, movie. That movie was about him and Leif Schreiber. And it was yeah, we didn't hate it like we hated this one. Story. Yeah, but this one came out. It's just like, oh, so... Oh, like we went in with zero, zero expectation. We came out with like negative five. I expect. was not happy. And um, yeah, and train sequence. Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek three is kind of like that. Star Trek three or two. Three. The search for Spock. Oh, Star Trek three. <laughs> the real. Okay. Yeah, basically, <laughs> the basically original. the whole movie. The whole the movie. Original in, Star Trek three. Yeah, basically all the you know they fight Christopher Lloyd the Klingon and. Well, they were trying to. You know, they and were searching for Spock. I know, but I'm saying the whole thing was like such like a, a boring it story. It could have been just a footnote. Yeah, it could have been. It, it could have been, been an interlude. That whole movie could have been the opening sequence of Star Trek Four. Four. Yeah. All they got to do is get Spock off that planet, let him right. grow up, and steal a bird of prey and yeah, go no, to Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess that is a lot. And then go out. save the whales. And yeah. go save the whales. But the Enterprise blows up. All kinds of things happen. I mean, lots of stuff happens, but it's all so like. In the I end. know, I know what you mean. But like Star Trek Three, like it's everything was pretty bad. In the end, it was just an event that happened in between on the way home from Star Trek Two to Star Trek Four. Yeah, it's it's, it's just it's like on the way home, fluff. I ran into it's these. It's like Klingons. two hours of fluffer. It's just an episode. It's like it's like Star Trek Insurrection, which is like two hours of fluffer for Star nothing. Trek Insurrection was like a bad two part episode. A, a two part episode Gen- of Next Generation. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So if Wolverine was a television show, this would be the bad episode that you can just skip. And you yeah, know, exactly. You know, exactly. No, 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 no. If Wolverine was a television show that had movies that spun off from it, this would be the Star Trek three of Wolverine movies. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. It's an episode. It's, it, w- it's it would be an ep- it would be it would be a movie where he said that should have been an episode in the Wolverine show and it wasn't even a Speaking good one. Speaking of are we looking forward to the Avengers T V show? Sure. Oh, you mean the she- uh what's it called? Shield, it Shield? Yeah. Sure. I um, are we good. looking forward to the show? I don't know. It, I'm I'm kind of curious about how they're going to bring uh, back yeah, that yeah. character. Well, what Alex and I were talking about, it's like, oh, like Nick Sh- Nick Fury just like pretended that he was killed off for 
whatever purposes. So and that you know everyone like will he, band he, together. He like died, yeah, to band him. together. Yeah. But he wasn't he really was, killed off. Or it was, was just a, a it was just a whole ruse to trick everybody. Or to he band was a together. hologram or a decoy or who cares? Who cares? He's an android. Yeah. But or he's a, or he's a superhero too, and this is his power. He doesn't yeah. die. He's like the he's kid like Wolverine. He heals or something. Yeah. Or he's like the he's like the guy in um, Misfits. We'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. uh, I hope like, I hope it's something cool. I do too. Is all I'm saying. I do too. It looks um, high quality. Like it, the production value, just from the trailer, looks really good. It looks very cinematic. But we'll see. And what what uh, what channel is this going to be on? ABC, I think. I don't know. ABC. I don't wow. know. I don't watch channels. I'll watch it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are no more channels. Channels. Well, you know, I mean, it, depending on what network does it, it it's will, ABC will for sure. You know, ABC might be different than HBO. Because ABC is Disney, know? and Disney is well. If it's on CBS, these these agents of children are being forensics, and they're going to forensics, and they're going to go around to murders, track. and they're gonna and they're gonna discover. You know, they're and they're gonna. This It'll is totally uh, a Walker, track. and it's gonna this be in Miami. This is CSI Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> CSI Avengers. That's a CSI Shield. Yes. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's like, you we'll want see. superheroes? How about if they work for the government? <laughs> Shield. Yeah, we love government. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, honestly, Cops, lawyers, I never, and doctors. I never really we got into the Nick Fury comic books when I was. I never was you know, into the Shield or the Fury either. I, you know, no super, no superpowers. Kind of as a kid, you, yeah. you just kind of. Oh, you're as like, if eh. they'll follow the comics anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, well, <laughs> are we done? Do we not want to talk anymore? I think, I think. Is we this a four hour podcast? How long did we go here? No, do no, we no, do something like, uh, what's after DVD, what, new on DVD or anything like that? What's, nah. a, what's a DVD? Yeah, what, what's that? Or Shit. new on <laughs> iTunes? No, we, we t- we've talked enough, man. Right. I mean, I know you're having fun, but we should, <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> People are getting bored. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, like. That I, one guy quit like, like he, second, two seconds ago. Yeah. After the first segment, he's it's, out. It's here. not that he doesn't care what we say; he just likes the, the other stuff. Part is better. um, yeah, this stuff is dated. What we're talking about right now is dated by the time the listeners hear it. This uh, is. True. I hope that iTunes listener finds this episode and and, and appreciates the sound quality difference. Yeah. And I hope there is a difference. I think Me there too. is. Every time we're testing, it sounds great. Dude, if every Saturday was this sunny and beautiful and not cold. What you're hearing right now is an airplane. That's an airplane. <laughs> we're outside still. <laughs> but thanks very much, Matt. Thanks for for joining us. We hope to have this you on fun. again soon. Thank you for this having me. I'd love yeah. to come back to the studio. I think I think <laughs> I, I think the I think, outdoor studio. Yeah, I think you're a good um, Dominic replacement when he can't be here. Yeah. All right, I'm a yeah. substitute. You're you're much more likable too. And anybody could replace me so easily. So if you want to <laughs> replace me, I think the fans would be happier for it. I think so too. Well, we got to give the Alex. fans what they want. <laughs> <laughs> or what they don't want. Yeah. Oh. That's what we're doing right now. We're giving the fans what they don't want. That's we, we hate our fans. Not what they want, but what they need. <laughs> we don't like our fans just they like don't we don't like me. each other. I know. <laughs> so there's a mutual respect, but there's a deep, deep down hate. Mm. Wait, so how many fans are there? Seven. Um, I would say seven. Oh, seven. Oh. Like wow. seven, like, hardcore fans. You know, you you should like do a Skype with one of these. There's probably ten casual friends. Point, Don't know? stop telling me what I should do. This is my show, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm what you want to go give it to Linda Lay next or <laughs> what? <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you mention it, um, you know. Just kidding. Well, thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Um, please. Thanks for having me. Yeah, please look us up on do Facebook. Do you remember the spiel? Do you um, remember it, Alex? <laughs> 
<laughs> and remember, we don't just talk to talk. <laughs> remember, we just don't talk to talk. See the movies that we've made. You can't go to Ultimatum. Go to anymore. Ultimatum Productions' lonely Facebook page that nobody oh, goes to go. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and if you dig around enough, you could find them. Or go to JT's personal YouTube page. I noticed hey. you made the, YouTube, the Ultimatum YouTube a J. Anthony Cangelosi YouTube now. I, I did that when I first started it. I don't know. It is under my name. Yeah, so our movies are under Jay's name on YouTube, or they're under Ultimatum on Vimeo. Not that any of you are going to rush and do that, I don't yeah. think. But um, Nobody's going to see the We don't just talk today. the talk, okay? We, we've made movies. Yeah, we've done it, okay? <laughs> to see the movies we made. These people, these two have worked on Breaking Bad for crying out loud. Watch but, our shit. But please go to IndieMovieCast.com or iTunes and leave us comments, questions, or suggestions. If you do, we'll read them on the air, and we'll consult. And, and, and if they're good enough... Alex will buy brand new equipment. Yeah, and do what you say. <laughs> and do what you say. <laughs> but on that, on that note, let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Um, and um, Join what, us what six months from now when we do our next one. God, what was this feel? Uh, we, we, we welcome comments, questions, questions and, and suggestions. And remember, we just don't talk and talk. We, we, that we made. And yeah. then the wrap up. Uh, this was put in the public domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was put in the public domain in 2013 by Ultimatum, Ultimatum Pictures. Pictures. So long. Bye. Bye. Bye.